0: Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market. Featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon and more.
1: Hello, Life Kit. My name is Mayowa Aina, and I am a reporter and a producer. So maybe you've heard of the concept of Inbox Zero, which is this quest to get rid of the badge on your inbox that constantly reminds you how many unread emails you have. Maybe Inbox Zero is some sort of symbol of having your life together, or not. (laughs) But on this episode, we're talking about Inbox Infinity.
2: It is the opposite of Inbox Zero. (laughs) I described it as just letting email messages wash over you and responding to the ones that you can, but ignoring most of them. I know my blood pressure went up
1: too. That voice you just heard was Taylor Lorenz. She's a technology reporter for The New York Times, and she wrote an article about Inbox Infinity back in 2019. It's a short and sweet concept, and it may work for anyone looking for a different way of managing their inbox or inboxes. In Taylor's case, it's a way to start setting some boundaries and remove the expectation of constant communication altogether. We'll get into Inbox Infinity after the break.
0: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market.
1: I was curious about the reception to uh, the piece, if you can think back to that and what you heard from people and whether or not people were like, this is great advice, I'm implementing this now
2: or... Yeah, it was two reactions, basically. Um, There was a, a bunch of people that were like, yes, this is my philosophy. I never had a name for it, but I've given up on email. I think that was a lot of people just completely given up on email because it's such a broken system. Um, and then I had a lot of really angry people too. Um, people that were like, oh, you're so entitled, or oh, this is so rude, and da 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 da. And to them, I would say, you know, how, it's not rude. I, you know, it's not rude to be like, I don't have time to answer or respond or even read your emails. I get close to. Around a thousand emails a day, um, give or take. Sometimes I've gotten as many as five thousand a day. Sometimes I, one day, I even got eight thousand emails in one day. There is no possible way for me to read thousands of emails a day. There's just none, and and much less respond to them. And every time you respond to one, you get emails back. So, um, I just think that for me personally this works. Um, if it doesn't work for you, or if you're one of those people that demands a response to your email, I think you should look at kind of like, you know, why you're thinking that way. And I think even people that don't embrace inbox infinity, it's good to kind of just like lessen your grip on email a little bit, you know, don't feel like if you don't feel like you have to respond to every single thing. There's a lot of things that you can kind of Miss and it's fine, or that person will loop back in a couple of days if it's urgent. You know, it kind of like pre filters out a lot of stuff in life.
1: Okay, so I have questions. Um, and before we dive into those, just to get into the nuts and bolts of it, how do what are the steps?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's really just one step, which is just kind of ignore your email. Like you, the out of office responder can help. Um, some people don't like that even even having an out of office responder can still give the impression that you might respond or that you're aware of the, your inbox. It's basically just about the fact that you're accepting that there's going to be this endless growing amount of email in your inbox every day, most of which you will never address or even see and so I described it as just letting email messages wash over you and responding to the ones that you can but ignoring most of them. I mean, I I sort of just treat my inbox like a feed. Um it's like it's like scrolling Instagram or Twitter. Um you know, if I see something and I happen to be online and I happen to see an email, I'll respond to it. Um but, you know, the ones that come in when I'm not there or that I miss, I I just don't stress about it too much. Um Have I missed a couple important things? Yes. Um, But overwhelmingly, it's it's worth it for the hours and hours and hours that I've gotten back.
1: So Taylor, how did you feel once you started doing this?
2: Yeah, I felt like a weight lifted off my shoulders. When I set the out-of-office responder permanently on, I just was like, ah, one less thing for me to deal with people were getting really aggressive on email with me a lot of times as a reporter people will reach out to you pitching something and i'm like hey i you know i don't cover this right and they'll immediately follow up with okay well can you connect me with someone who does or can you let me know someone who does and it's no it's just once again you're asking for more email in my personal inbox, it was a little bit different. I, I set the out of office responder and I was a little nervous. Um, I was worried that like my family members or friends would be offended or annoyed. Um, Again, because there is that expectation of, you know, replying right away. But what I found is that I was actually totally fine. Like nobody really cared. My personal inbox away message is a little bit more, um, soft. It just says sort of basically, I don't check this inbox. If it's urgent, text me. Um, but it sets that, it, it sets that bar. It's basically like having people self filter themselves and think, just, just stop and think for a second. Like, is this something super urgent that I actually need Taylor to respond to? Or can I just? Not bother her right now. Um, and most people, I mean, I would say 99% of my friends, um, they'll self filter it out. You know, they'll be like, Oh, you know what? I was asking her for this, but I can just figure it out on my own or I can resolve it in a different way and, and not put it on my plate. And so that's been really great. I've missed a couple things. I've definitely missed a couple opportunities. I missed like a speaking opportunity once. Um, I've missed a couple announcements and things like that, but overall, really nothing major has happened. And
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that there, I, I maybe have done this in a separate way, where like I have an email inbox that is for all of the things that are more closely related to like junk email or like promotions or coupons or whatever. I think it's like my recovery email for my actual email, (laughs) like something that I just like never check ever unless I absolutely have to. And like stuff just goes there um, to try to kind of minimize what happens in my more, my other personal email or in my work email. Um, But that seems also like a lot of things to manage. uh. So I don't know if that's an, another way to kind of get at the problem. Um, cuz it sounds like beyond just getting too many emails, the problem is like the way that we're communicating. Like the like you said the system of emails is just broken. Like we just get too much stuff.
2: Well, also people today just like there's this expectation of 24/7 availability and that everyone is always at your demand. You know, that that you there's this idea of like oh if someone has free time why can't they respond to my email right it's like because that person is having free time it's just very i think selfish to assume that your email should like come above another person's mental well-being um and i just mean that broadly for most emails obviously not the important ones i just have to caveat that a million times because people will be like well what about this or what about this and i'm like look i'm speaking very generally i just think most email is is not useful
1: mm-hmm. and and just to go back to something that you said Uh, kind of looking at your inbox as, like, another feed akin to, like, Twitter, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you say a little bit more about that and sort of how um, you—what does your system kind of look like today?
2: Yeah, um, my system today is uh, every couple days I will look at my inbox and kind of scan for people's names that I know. And if I know someone's name, I'll click on the email. If I don't know someone's name— I usually won't click on their email unless the subject line is interesting or um it, it needs responding to. Um that's my current philosophy. Um I yeah, I the same with text messages. Like I just kind of check it when I check it and the ones that I miss, I just assume they'll loop, loop back if it's important. Um one person reached out to me and they said that they they were still checking all their email, but they they had their out of office, office responder basically just auto answered a bunch of common things that people email them for. So it kind of was like, I think a significant amount of their email was asking certain things or trying to get in touch with certain people. And so this out of office responder just immediately was like, hi, I'm a little bit slow on email. I'm not you know, super plugged into my inbox right now. If you're you know, if you're emailing out for these three things, here are the resolutions or the the other the other people that you can follow up with directly. You know, if your email does not apply to these things, just know that I'll get back to you in the next few days or something. So I think even strategies like that, it's not fully, you know my method of inbox infinity, but it does it does just put up a little bit, you know, it takes take the burden off you just a little bit,
1: you know, sure. Um, I have to say I started off still as a skeptic. I wasn't quite sure (laughs) about the method, Uh, but I do feel like there is some merit to—I think maybe I have been, like, indoctrinated from college, and I was like, this is how professional communication works, and this is how you should be expected to respond when you're in the workplace. But I think there's something to just this idea of, like, communicating
2: your expectation and then going from there and, you know— I think it's really for personal emails that this is an effective strategy. I think we're all on a million, sometimes personal email lists, or we're just getting lots of requests or things from, you know, your kids' school or whatever that you don't always need to reply to. And I think, um, that, that this works well, you know, in that situation. It does work okay for me in my work situation because once again, I get so many pitches. So my email box is really just, mostly spam and my editor and and work people you know we're all on slack together so we can communicate on slack so i never miss a slack message you know i'll respond to every slack message i'm totally available in that capacity so um it works for me i think everybody has different expectations in terms of their job or personal life and everyone's email box looks different so i think like people should just really figure out like what works for them but i really do advocate this idea of kind of just giving up that that tight control and and being a little bit more zen and accepting that there are things that you just sometimes won't get to during the day and that's fine great well we still appreciate your
1: time and for uh getting the message
2: (laughs) yeah thank you for having me
1: For even more LifeKit, check out our other episodes. There's a really good one about kitchen organization for small spaces and another about time management for your whole life. And there's a bunch more on everything from money tips to parenting and health advice. You can find all of those at npr.org LifeKit. There's also a newsletter. Just don't let it get lost in your inbox. You can subscribe at npr.org slash LifeKit newsletter. And as always, here's a completely random tip. Hi, my name is Mora Corkery. I used to be a fine dining chef. So if you're looking to make fish, then a hack for for sort of taking away that stronger fish smell is to take your fish and then uh, thoroughly soak it in milk for several hours. So yeah, just put your fish in a container or a bag Uh, Make sure that it's covered with milk. Let it sit for a few hours in the fridge. Take it out, rinse it off, and um, the uh, strong fish smell should disappear with the milk. I'm not sure why or how it works, but I uh, do not question that gift horse. If you've got a good tip, please leave us a voicemail at 202-216-9823. Or email us a voice memo at lifekitnpr.org. At this episode was produced by Andy Tagle. Megan Kane is the managing producer, and Beth Donovan is the senior editor. Our production staff includes Audrey Wynn and Claire Marie Schneider. And our digital editors are Beck Harlan and Wynn Davis. I am Mayowa Aina. Thank you for listening.
2: This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with their original podcast, Choiceology, hosted by Katie Milkman, an award-winning behavioral scientist and author of the best-selling book, How to Change. Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind people's decisions. Hear true stories from Nobel laureates, authors, athletes, and more about why people do the things they do. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com podcast or wherever you listen.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, VCU Massey Comprehensive Cancer Center, who, as an NCI-designated Comprehensive Cancer Center in the country's top 4%, is unconditionally committed to keeping loved ones in their lives. MasseyCancerCenter.org slash comprehensive.
1: Last year, over
2: 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives.